to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology show that comes out every new and full moon to help guide you on your mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation journey. I'm your host, Aurora, and this episode is all about the new moon in Virgo that occurs on September 6th at 8.52 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, this looks to be one of the best, most exciting new moons of the year in terms of manifestation, surprise events, and general just like happy new beginnings. But before we get into that, let's set the stage. Let's look at what else is going on in the sky just to get a refresher. I've had a couple of people reach out to me on Instagram and they're confused about who's retrograde, is Mercury retrograde, which is one of, the, one of the rare times he's not, but almost everybody else is at the party. So let's look at all the planets one by one and give ourselves a refresher to get ready for this new moon. The sun, of course, is transiting the sign of Virgo. It is fully Virgo season at this point. Um, and Virgo season is a time when we kind of reap what we've sown so far for the year, but we're also, with this new moon, beginning to think about what we want to sow in the next six months. So we're planting seeds, but we're also, it's we're looking at what we've done already, but we're also planning for the future. Um, Virgo is ruled by the planet Mercury. So we'll look at him in a little bit more detail later on, but in general, Virgo is given all the mercurial blessings. So mental acuity, really strong mental powers and prowess that can help decipher and decode very complicated, complex information. This makes Virgos excellent lawyers, excellent doctors, anyone who has to deal with large amounts of complicated data on a regular basis is greatly benefited by Virgo energy. When the sun is in the sign of Virgo, he shines his light on everything earthy, wholesome, good-natured, and he's, but he's very particular. He has high standards. Um, his influence here asks us to consider the details and how they build up to the bigger picture. So fire signs, I feel like, are, are sort of the antith antithetical, uh, the, the opposite of of earth signs in a lot of ways, where fire signs are really good big picture thinkers. Earth signs need to know the details and need to think about those like the minutia and Virgo is the like reign supreme at this better than Taurus better than even Capricorn but it's um sometimes the danger here is that we get lost in the details and can't see the bigger picture because the details are just so overwhelming so just know that when we're in Virgo season, when the sun is transiting through the sign of Virgo, we need to pay attention to details and respect them and give them a little love and appreciate how those details make our lives richer and more interesting, but also generally just um, be mindful of that balance though. Like don't get lost in the details. If you find yourself becoming overwhelmed by everything that's going on on the day-to-day -day level or even in a creative project when the details need to be very carefully considered, make sure to take a step back and take a big look at the, the overall picture at the same time. So it'll help to, it's all about finding balance, right? And that's where astrology is such a blessing that it can, it can remind us on a regular basis to check in with ourselves and to just like, okay, we're gonna, pump the brakes, look at things differently, let's shift our strategy, shift our perspective a little bit. And with that, we can kind of help ourselves grow in a more positive direction and uh, not beat ourselves up so much. Virgo is the sixth sign of the zodiac, and as such, he rules the sixth house. Uh, he's also ruled by Mercury, who is, um, is kind of a wily character in terms of astrology. I, I did a more in-depth um, section on Mercury earlier in the year when I did my Gemini episode, which 
Virgo and Gemini are very different, but they are both ruled by Mercury, who's a bit of a trickster. Um, so if you have any questions about Mercury, reach out to me and I'll be happy to answer them to you. But if you wanna know more about Mercury in depth, check out that Gemini episode. But in general, he's like the, the Lord of all things mental. Um, great thinking, great thinking, great thoughts, philosophy, but also um, not just the nebulous, like thinking for thinking's sake, but making sense of those thoughts. That's where Virgo excels. I think of Virgo as the energy of the mailman, or in my case, the male lady. Um, it's funny, when I was writing this episode, the male lady walked by right as I was typing this, and I, I just had to put it in here. Because in, this might not sound very glamorous, but it's really important. The male lady, or male man, male person, if you will, um, supports us all in society. And this is true for Virgo energy as well. Um, they have to deal with large amounts of data, packets of information, and they have to go from their origin to their final destination. And they have to do so at just the right time. And you can't just give that packet, you can't give that piece of mail to just anyone. It has to go to the right person. So the details matter. Um, while it's not glamorous, everyone in society, as we have seen over the last year and a half since the pandemic started, the importance of the mail system. And so just saying, I love all the Virgos out there for all the attention that they give us all and the support they provide. Virgo, for me, is particularly challenging energy. I don't have any planets in the sign of Virgo, so I struggle with details sometimes, not gonna lie. Um, I struggle with consistency at times. I try my best, but it's good for me to work with the Virgo or somebody who has strong Virgo placements to help make the work better and more consistent over time. And so if you know that about yourself and your chart, you can kind of look for partners to help fill in your gaps in your astrology wheel, so to speak, beneficially. Um, it's not always fun, but they, Virgos always bring something insightful to the table. So with that in mind, with this new moon, it's, uh, I think we're giving ourselves a chance to really get organized as a society. Remember, new moons affect us all personally, but they also have ways of highlighting things on a global scale in the news cycle in a public way that kind of reflects what's going on on the more uh, micro level, on a personal level. So there's the macro and then there's the micro, which is, you know, personal transiting astrology, which is kind of what I do as an astrotherapist, chatting with people about how the transits are affecting them personally and how to help cope and deal with difficult transits or make the best of good ones. Um, but for this new moon, I think as a society, we get a chance to digest a little bit of everything that we've gone through so far this year. And it's just zipping by. I mean, this year has gone well, last year, I feel like for me personally, it just dragged on and on indefinitely and with like no end in sight. But this year has just been like bam, 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 getting faster. And I, you know, I'm just probably just getting old or something, but um, that's, yeah, that's the feeling. It's, it's coming up like the end of the year is just around the corner. And, you know, astrologically, we are halfway through the zodiac cycle with Virgo season. Virgo being the sixth sign of the zodiac is in opposition to Pisces. So um, this new moon for Pisces could be interesting for everybody, for every sign, there, this new moon will affect you in, in one way or another. And you can use it as an opportunity for new growth. Since Mercury rules Virgo, let's look at what he's up to because what he's doing and the way he's positioned flavors this new moon. So right now he is in fun, loving, harmony, and balance seeking Libra, which is a beautiful place for Mercury to be as long as Venus, Libra's ruler is happy too. And we'll talk about Venus in a minute, but from 
Mercury's perspective, uh, that that Libra energy will actually be coloring this Virgo new moon as well, because Mercury, Virgo's ruler, is currently in Libra. Does that make sense? hope so. <laughs> um, but that's great. It, it means that we are getting a real sense of beauty infused into those details and possibilities that we're going to be able to plant uh, in terms of intentions and seed planting and planning for the future, as well as looking backwards a little bit and looking at where we've come from over the past six months since the full moon in Virgo, what is it that has been reorganized? Looking at the things that need to keep going and is an ongoing thing, and that's okay. You know, I've been thinking a lot about uh, the term anti-aging and how that's like such a, it's not a good term because we're supposed to age, we're supposed to get older, the alternative is we're dead. So I I like the, the sense that even if a project isn't complete, right, um, that it has a next stage of its evolution. And it's evolutionary energy that we work with through the timelines of our lives, right? Like just because a full moon happens doesn't mean that that energy is gone away. It means that it morphs and it turns into something else. It's just a moment. And just like this new moon, it's just a moment to pause, be reflective, and to look back at all the things that we've come through and how we want to, like during this like sort of pause, redirect and orient ourselves for more positive future growth. So I got asked questions about Mercury retrograde, like I, I mentioned earlier, and he's not retrograde right now. He is going full steam ahead. That's why he's already in Libra, but he will go retrograde at the end of September. So we're really about a month away from him doing his moonwalk, his like backwards dance in the sky. Um, and so when that happens, you know, we can talk about it a little bit more in depth then, but for now it's okay to buy a new phone, new car, um, sign contracts, but there are other planets in retrograde and we'll get to them in a minute. With Mercury transiting Libra, this is a good time for diplomacy. This again could be on the micro level, on a personal level or on the macro level, we're just having obvious issues with the Middle East um, and Afghanistan, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, and I'm not sure that any amount of diplomacy is gonna help that at this point. It's been a very long process. However, there's there are things that we can do to support people who have like tragically lost somebody on a personal level um, and try to send healing energy, even if it's just like, the, the thoughts, like sending people peace and and love and wishes for harmony, I think makes a difference. Obviously it's better if you back it up with some kind of physical action, but just spinning your wheels and getting stressed about it doesn't solve the problem. So look for ways that you can implement diplomacy in your life during this new moon and even if it's not something that's a solid answer yet like think about it just contemplate it entertain the idea of what being diplomatic means in your life and with mercury here it's, it'll be easier than it would it might normally be to find those uh diplomatic ways of kind of smoothing things over so everybody walks away feeling good about the situation. And and this uh, could be a personal situation um, that you're going through, or maybe it's not even something you're directly involved in, but your friends are coming to you with questions and kind of brain dumping on you because they feel safe in your presence. It's okay. It's good. It's a, it's a gift. It's a blessing. But um, Sometimes you can become overwhelmed and feel like it's just too much and finding a diplomatic way to be like, ooh, let's just like 
back pedal a little bit and chill and like watch the birds, watch the flowers, find some beauty in nature and just like be in your skin in the moment that you're in. So because Mercury, Virgo's ruler, is in Libra, check out both where Virgo and Libra rule for you during this new moon because it, it could give you some insights as to where these new opportunities, new beginnings will be coming up for you in your life. Right before the new moon, Mercury will have made a harsh aspect to Jupiter. And so harsh aspects aren't fun. Jupiter always makes things a big deal and kind of makes stuff feel bigger and more expansive. And it could be the kind of situation where somebody has just made a mountain out of a molehill, but we're all having to cope with it more or less. Again, macro or micro, so global news front or on a personal level. Um, but I'm glad this is happening before the new moon because that means that it, that energy is just gonna like get squashed by the dark of the moon fairly quickly, which is a good thing. And then we're going to have a chance to learn from it, to reorient. And then with that new moon growing in intensity and energy again, being able to like release that stuff fairly quickly and then move on into a more positive direction. So with Mercury in mind during this new moon being Virgo's ruler, ask yourself where you have new learnings, new respect even, and also what you might want to explore more. So it's it's always good to, to do both, right? Like, what do I like? What do I dislike? And then what do I want more of? What do I want less of? And then very simply, organize yourself from there. Knowing what you don't want is sometimes just as valuable as knowing what you do want. Because knowing what you don't want sends you running in the opposite direction. <laughs> Next, we look at Venus, the planet of love, beauty, finances, money, capital gains, but also uh, inspiration. And she is currently in her home sign of Libra. She rules two signs, Libra and Taurus, but right now she's in Libra where she's very happy. And so Venus being in Libra in her home sign strengthens Mercury. Uh, because he is also there. So that will make this Virgo new moon, even though there's a lot of Libra energy happening already, it's gonna infuse this new moon with even more beauty, even more potential for growth, and in, in a beautiful, creative, uh, fun-loving, harmonious way. So that's very exciting. As for Libras and Virgos alike, this is gonna be a really positive new moon for both of you. Venus here is sending her blessing. She's asking you to start making ideas and plans for new projects, new ventures, new exciting opportunities. And she wants you to um, plant seeds now so that you have a bountiful crops, you know, metaphorically speaking, or actually quite literally as well. Um, Virgo does rule agriculture and the harvest. So like, you can totally start planning your winter crops now um, if that is something that you do or your winter garden even. Um, but yeah, plan now for the future. That's particularly important and gonna be beneficial if you start doing that at this time because of where Venus is. Um, but she, she wants you to have bounty. Like Venus wants you to have that. Um, she's never going to do something that takes away from you on purpose. Um, it's when she's harshly aspected by more controlling, more domineering planets that that can happen. Um, and so whereas Mercury has a harsh aspect to Jupiter just before the new moon, Venus on the other hand has one of the most beautiful of harmonies right before the new moon. And I think it'll still be close enough to be flavoring this new moon. So that's very exciting. Venus trines Jupiter. So 
Jupiter is in Aquarius and Libra um, and Venus is in Libra, both air signs, and they will have both reached, um, I think it's 24 degrees of their respective signs. So Jupiter will be at 24 degrees Aquarius, Venus will be at 24 degrees Libra. And when they harmonize in that way, they're trying and that it just means there's really happy, lovely, flowing energy. So that means like intentions set now could really become beautiful, blossoming bounty of the future. So use it. So even if your finances aren't particularly abundant at the moment, this new moon, because Jupiter and Venus harmonize here in their trine, they are saying that it's okay. You can make plans now that will pay off later. And so this means it's a good time to make investments, start out new business ventures, you know, like go at your speed, at the pace at which you feel most comfortable, and that's different for everybody. Um, but just starting is half the battle. So just getting going. Um, and I think that the work, as long as you're putting it in and you're paying attention to the feedback that you're getting and the response that you're receiving, you'll just, you know, you'll adjust your strategy here and there um, and you'll, you'll just keep going. It's a good time to make those changes in your life right now. There is a bit of an asterisk with Venus during this new moon. She will still be under the influence of a harsh aspect with Pluto. So this will have already happened before the new moon, which is a good thing. Like I said earlier with that harsh aspect with Mercury, I'm glad that it's happening before the new moon because that means that the energy will, it'll sort of pop before the new moon gives us our opportunity to start growing again. Um, so I'm hoping that this energy will get sort of like squashed and dealt with very quickly. But with Pluto, I'm always, I always pause a little bit and think because he is the most powerful, most domineering of all the planets because he's the slowest moving. He is the most controlling as well. And when they're in a power struggle like this, I, I think that there could be a kind of traumatic, dramatic event that can be kind of wounding that we are then asked to, to reconcile. So this is one of the harsher aspects in astrology. It's a Pluto-Venus square. And so, and this is just this is one of the harsher aspects of astrology. It's a square and it'll be between Pluto who's at 24 degrees Capricorn and Venus who's at 24 degrees Libra. And so that's saying that, well, Pluto is gonna win. First of all, Pluto always wins any fight that he gets involved in because he is the most powerful, he's the slowest moving and what he say goes. Um, this could mean that there's an end to relationships, that there is an end to potential job opportunities or projects or, and maybe it's a, a positive end. Maybe it's the kind of thing where like, man, that was a toxic relationship. That was not my favorite project to work on. I'm so glad it's over. Thank God there's a new beginning. However, it could feel somewhat personally devastating on a level, especially if you have personal planets at or near 24 degrees uh, uh, Capricorn or Libra, um, or any of the, the air signs or the earth signs at 24 degrees, you will be directly aspected by this personally, and this could be a challenging moment. So hang in there. I feel like whatever comes up this week, and it'll, that's why I'm doing this video a week in advance and trying to do that more. Um, but I think that that's where like this new moon is actually going to get a lot of its power from is it's going to feel like a new, like a real new beginning versus just like, oh, it's a new moon. Eh whatever. No, it's going to be like, there's something that happens right before. And then you got to deal with that yuck. And then, you know, you can 
You can really start to be considerate, think about the details of your plans and make plans for the future in a really positive way. And that's where the excitement comes from. But it's like there's a dramatic one-two punch right beforehand. Um, but I feel like this is divine planning when something like this happens. So if you feel that you are personally affected by this transit, reach out, let me know what's going on. I'd be happy to look at your chart and have a session with you to help you deal with it. But also just like know that this is divine planning on a certain level. It's the universe saying like, we have better things in store for you. This, yeah, that sucks, learn from it. But, uh, get your stuff and get ready to move on in a big new exciting way because it's coming. So I hope that resonates and feels good, especially if you find this video after the fact, after the new moon, you're looking back in hindsight and you're like, oh damn, that really happened. <laughs> Cause you know, astrology is real. It, it just is. Um, so next let's visit Mars, the planet of action, aggression, radical changes, um, and rebellion. So he's also, he is, Mars is also all about bravery. And I like, that's the one thing that I don't think that people really hit on a whole lot. When they talk about astrology, they talk about his aggression, but I think he's just bold and brave and there's something about that that's really awe-inspiring and admiring about that energy and a chart and when, where you see it moving around. Um, so he's currently in the sign of Virgo as well, which is all things that we talked about earlier with the sun, but he's in, in the sign of Virgo. I feel like he's addressing health matters, um, but he's also asking us to think about government um, because Virgo has ties to government and large institutions and the legal systems um, and the law and health. Um, so how we address those things, how those things operate on a day-to-day -day basis, um, but also like starting to like change how we think about those things a little bit too. And, and that's a good thing. A lot of these systems are ready for change. They're they're ready for a bit of revolution, if you will. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, that means that while Mars is here, this new moon is extra active. So there's a lot of activity. You could just feel like there's a lot of busyness going on um, in the day-to-day -day life. Uh, also, I feel like it's because uh, Mars is here, we feel like, um, we might be feeling like we're getting a little overwhelmed by lengthy, maybe even mundane tasks, but there are things that just need to be done. Um, sometimes, you know, you just have to go to the DMV for some reason, or you have to go to the doctors, and it's just like this litany of like, la 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 la, but you have to do it. But Mars is here to suggest that whatever seeds of intention you are planting during this new moon will have active energy behind it. So, like, whatever it is that you start planning um, will rapidly start growing. So that's great because whatever's going on with Venus and Pluto, that's not gonna be fun. So we're gonna really want some dramatic, wild, rebellious, brave changes to come with it. Right, like for the new moon shortly after that. Mars is in a harsh aspect to Jupiter and Aquarius during this new moon. So there will be growth. And similarly to uh, how I addressed the Venus-Pluto square earlier in the video, um, I feel like there will be growth that comes from this. However, I think it's gonna be the growth that results from friction. This is a growth that's coming from a place of like, la la la, birds and trees and flowers and everything's great, let's just be beautiful. No, it's, unfortunately, it's the result of, this shit sucks, we need to change it, and let's get on it. So, that presents opportunities. Um, it suggests that there'll be a high amount of motivation during this new moon and the the projects that ensue that grow from it also with this mars jupiter aspect um 
that's going on right before the new moon, I think it's important to know that any kind of antagonism of people who are in power of the government or leadership in um, jobs, uh, projects, etc. Like trying to confront that right now isn't going to be to your benefit. It, even if you strongly disagree with something, whatever it is that you see, or you're witness to something that's really bad, if that, if you are seeing the person in power being the bad guy here, this is not going to, it is not gonna benefit you to try to take them down at this particular moment. This is not the time for rebellion in that way. Instead, you would be better served finding like minds and speaking to people who uh, you feel safe with, who you feel are allies, who you feel um, will be supportive of your endeavors and your points of view versus just flying your battle flag right away. Like people will look at you like you are crazy and they will, it will just not go over as heroically as you would want it to. That doesn't mean you can't make positive changes from it or that you should accept obvious brutality, no. But just think about things in a self-preserving way and First of all, remove yourself from any immediate danger, as well as other people who are in immediate danger, obviously. But if you are having to go up against um, a person of in power uh, who you believe is acting unjustly, unfairly, but you are the outlier, like you were probably gonna then be targeted. Just and with this aspect. So be wise with how you, and use your discernment to, uh, you know, gather and rally your allies and your troops and your, your people who are on your team. And then strategically plan to do something about it at a later time. That's all. So next we visit Jupiter and we, we've talked about Jupiter a little bit already, um, but I feel like it's always good to, to mention him, to talk. I mean, every planet has stuff going on, right? Um, but it's his turn now. So Jupiter's retrograde. He has already flown through Aquarius. He already touched Pisces and now he's retrograde until uh, October 18th when he'll go direct at 22 degrees Aquarius. But right now he's right around 24 degrees. And so over the next month and a half or so, he'll be moonwalking backwards and then slowing down going direct. And then he'll start to move forward again. Um, while he's retrograde, it can feel like there's um, like backwards luck. It's like things that should have happened um, a while ago are only now happening. Um, and that's because Jupiter was very, he was rushing. Um, imagine somebody rushing out the door and then they've forgotten something and they had to go back and then they're able to then, you know, give you their, their blessing and their bit of goodwill on the way out the door. Um, this means though that things can change in the course of him going retrograde because all the other planets have moved on since he was there originally. So the same situations will not be at play or they'll have developed. Um, they'll have changed in one way or another. But he still wants to give you his blessings, but he can't help but be where he's at on his journey. So like with the Mars aspect that I just talked about, um, this is probably like one of those moments where Jupiter is making a big deal about things and he, he's exerting his power and his leadership qualities. And most of the group probably agrees with him because he's an Aquarius, the sign of the humanitarian, the sign of, um, large groups and associations. So he has the general goodwill of people in his mind and his heart at the moment. Um, but there, that doesn't mean there's not like an outlier somewhere that just, just disagrees with how things are going. It, you know, it takes all kinds, truly.
Um, but Jupiter is fun-loving and he's he's kind of moving slowly right now. So it, it could feel like the fun can be slow to come. But if you're an Aquarius, especially with late, uh, it, this is also personal planet placements in Aquarius as well, obviously. So rising sign, moon sign um, in Aquarius, you're, you're feeling a little bit happier than you have been for a little while, um, especially if you have planetary placements in late Aquarius. So that's, that's something to be happy about. Um, and so, like I said, he'll be retrograde until October 18th when he'll go direct at 22 degrees Aquarius. Next, let's look at Saturn. Saturn is the planet of restrictions, karma, responsibility, but he also brings blessings as well. He wants to reward those who show up and do the job. Get it done. Um, and Saturn's retrograde too, also in the sign of Aquarius. However, he is much earlier in Aquarius than Jupiter is. Jupiter is in late Aquarius and Saturn's retrograde in right around eight degrees uh, Aquarius right now. So um, if you have planetary placements early, early on in the sign of Aquarius, you could be feeling like there's a lot of pressure to perform. Um, you're not feeling that Jupiter love <laughs> like those of uh, of us who might have Jupiter placements or um, uh, blah, 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 planetary placements in late stage Aquarius. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you're feeling like you have this need and desire to step up to the plate to perform. Um, and depending on where that's aspecting other places in your chart, like you could feel a lot of pressure actually like like the world's a little bit heavier than it normally is for you um so he'll go direct to also in october i feel like october is gonna be a big month where things like feel normal again and i feel like normal might be a little optimistic but things will like there will be a sense of like newness and freshness when we get to october when all these planets go direct again um but now like from now which is late to august till the till the early part of october when these planets go direct we're gonna feel these shifts um and it can be kind of tough uh just depending on what's going on. It's hard to have a lot of planets in retrograde. Um, it feels like, you know, you're going through the mud a little bit. Things don't seem to happen as easily or as quickly sometimes. That's just the nature of retrograde though. Um, it also helps to keep some things very stable, however. So if things were always just going direct and going, 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 there could be a lot more volatility involved than there is. Um, so, currently, uh, during this new moon, Saturn uh, doesn't really have any major aspects to speak of. So he's just, he's there, he's doing his thing, but he's not actively talking to this new moon um, in any particular way, shape, or form. So he's just sort of neutral at this point. But he's retrograde and he'll go direct on October 10th. Next, let's visit Uranus. I'm really excited to talk about Uranus today because he is in a perfect trine with this new moon, which when everything else is considered means that there's a lot of exciting opportunities and growth that are gonna come from this. And so what is it? right? I mean, Uranus is currently also retrograde in the sign of Taurus. So he's at the midpoint of Taurus um, at right around 14 degrees. And so he'll be uh, moonwalking as well, um, doing his thing for a while. Um, but just know that these like these exciting developments that come from the moon Uranus trine that happens on this new moon in Virgo could take six months to fully develop where we see the results of it, but we could get exciting news very quickly. So it's like, hey, we've got this great project. We want you to be involved, but it then could see like take six months for the results and the fruit of that project to be you know materializing in the physical world in one way or another 
but I do think it will be a physical manifestation of some kind because these are both in earth signs um, at the moment. So that means that they, they want to manifest something tangible, something that is real in the 3D world. So that's, that's exciting. Like if you want to think, you have to work with earth energies because that's where the things are. Um, where fire is all about creativity and like wanting to, to you know, have all these projects and ideas and how to make things beautiful and, and all of that. Um, air energy is all about like the mental realm ideation. Water is about emotions, but earth energy is all about the pretty things and the things that money can buy and stability and um, the, the confidence that comes with that. So I think that's, you know, kind of often overlooked with earth signs. Um, sometimes it's a focus on money and power, but it's not so much money and power, it's the stability that they provide that is so valuable. When you don't have that, everything else is much more volatile. And Uranus is a volatile planet. I mean, he is the planet of surprises, genius, um, earthquakes, and lightning and thunder and dramatic abrupt change. He kind of likes to dissolve things so that parts of those things can then be reorganized and so, and like put together in a better, more beautiful way. If uh, if I had to characterize Uranus as a person at a party, I would say that he is the, um, the master upcycler, the person who finds something in a junk heap and can make it a real work of covetable art for almost nothing. He's the one who sees the dramatic possibilities, even in the mundane. So just be open-minded this new moon and really make an effort to, to kind of be open to possibilities, positive change. Get outside your comfort zone a little bit. Like, what is it that you want to try that you haven't tried before that you're kind of like wanting to just, you know, explore a little bit? This could be the ideal new moon to try something outside of your day to day. Let's just give it a shot. And uh, Neptune. Neptune is up next and he's also currently at the retrograde party. He's in his home sign of Pisces and he will be retrograde until December 1st. So he's even slower moving than Uranus and everyone else we've talked about up till now other than Pluto. Pluto is the only slower moving planet but Neptune's all about dreamy possibilities in the subconscious and um, he will be in opposition to this new moon to a certain extent. He's not exactly in opposition. So Neptune is at 21 degrees Pisces currently. Um, and this new moon is at 14 degrees Virgo. So while Virgo and Pisces are in opposition to each other, he's just nudged sort of far enough away to where his dreamy subconscious influencer kind of giving this new moon a break, which is good. It's a good thing. That means it will not be as uh, debaucherous <laughs> as it could otherwise be um, because Neptune does like to partake in escapist tendencies. I think this is just going to be a really beautiful sort of chill moment for us to collectively take a breath and get reorganized. So lastly, we look at Pluto and he's retrograde as well uh, until October 6th when he'll move direct in Capricorn. And he, he was gonna hang out in Capricorn for a couple more years. Um,
And as I mentioned, he makes that harsh square with Venus just a day or two before the new moon. So you could be feeling rather raw because of his influence, but luckily it's before the new moon while the moon is on its downswing from power. So you'll be ready to reset by this new moon. And so I think it'll be a perfect time to do that. So how do we do that? What is it that we, we do to make use of all of this great energy so that we can uh, make the best of this opportunity? So with Virgo being an earth sign, grounding is key for anything that we do as manifestors. Um, during it's always important but during earth sign new moons and full moons it's particularly beneficial um and so just do that by simply being in nature take your shoes off go for a walk in your yard or your garden put your feet in the the grass and just, just kind of sit and uh like feel connected feel supported feel like the earth is here literally supporting and giving you everything you need because she always has be grateful for it and appreciate the natural abundance and beauty that she's been providing for us and and just like envelop yourself in this bubble of gratitude um and you can just do this very simply by yourself you don't have to talk to people about it you don't have to like you don't have to make an Instagram post about it. You just do it, you know, and you know, you'll know. Um, also, during this new moon, since Virgo is ruled by Mercury, it's a good time to focus on, and it's an earth sign, so it's earth sign ruled by Mercury. So I think that focusing on your your throat chakra for mercury and also the chakras in your feet uh, which will help ground you will be beneficial during this new moon and so you can cleanse those chakras by using some sage or some palo santo or other uh, sacred herbs to you you know i know palo santo is problematic um so don't buy it you're not supposed to buy it and you're not really supposed to buy sage either but Use what you have if you have it, and then you can make your own herb bundles uh, by growing your own plants. I think that's a really wonderful way to connect with earth energy and use it um, in a, a beneficial way that's not contributing to the pillaging of the earth. Um, but yeah, the throat chakra and the feet chakras, just like lift your foot up and like kind of bathe it in the smoke from your your uh, herb bundle, I think can be very beneficial. And um, if you wanna use some crystals to help enha enhance your meditation or your, your quiet time alone, I think that amethyst is gonna be really helpful because that'll help to ameliorate and unify all of the uh, influence from Uranus here, um, so making them more harmonious. Uh, but also, I think using, but also I think using moldavite um, during this new moon, if you have some already, would be highly beneficial. Um, moldavite helps to aid in rapid transformation and development, and Uranus does that like that's what it's here to do during this new moon um but the amethyst will help make that less painful so i think that'll make it more fun and soothe the, the chaos a little bit um so what are our questions for mindfulness meditation and manifestation during this new moon um i think it's key always to start from a place of gratitude knowing how much you have already that others want <laughs> um and it's not about other people but just know like just being grateful for all the things you have that's your breath that's your health 
make a list. Be very detailed and specific about it. And then ask yourself, what areas of my life are ripe for a magnificent transformation? Ask yourself, what is it that I have made room for in my life by releasing for this transformation and honor it? See it, accept it, be grateful for that experience, all that you've learned from it, and let it go. Ask yourself how you can communicate messages of love and gratitude And specifically, messages of love and gratitude for the opportunities that are coming for your, your way, because they are. What are small incremental changes that you can make to your life on a day-to-day -day basis that can bring healthy change? Be specific. Ask yourself how you can be more diplomatic and of service to your community. Virgo really does have this humility to it and this attitude of service, which is so admirable. And we are all living on this planet together. We are a global community of people. And there are moments when we have to put ourselves aside to help others develop to their fullest potential. And we all need each other in order to do that. So ask yourself how you can be of service to your community. And lastly, I think this one's a, a big one, but it's kind of an ongoing evolutionary battle, if you will, um, but big deal. How can I get more organized? And, and this is, um, you know, like, look at the, look at your life as a whole, look at your home and identify the places that are just, maybe they're not as like neat or maybe they are obviously chaotic. <laughs> it's okay. Like where on that spectrum you fall, but recognizing it is the first step and uh, going going from there. Um, and so like have your grand plan, your big scheme or dream, if you will, either one works, and then just kind of reverse engineer it and make, you know, a plan, make yourself a plan. Well, that's it for this episode of Blood, Moon, Milk. I'm Aurora, your host. Everything was written by me, produced by me. Thank you to Dr. Amy King at HeartSpace Holistic for having me in her beautiful space and Adam McIntyre for our theme music. And thanks. We'll see you next time. And if you have any questions, reach out to me on the internet. <laughs> uh, reach out to me on uh, Instagram at blood moon milk or drop me a line. Go to the website. It's bloodmoonmilk.com. Or if you're curious about what's going on in your astrology chart, you want a session, you can book an astrotherapy session with me. And I do them remote as well via Zoom. So you can, even if I don't have time available, you can message me and we can work, work something out. All right. Until next time, happy new moon and happy manifesting. Bye.